and that's where X Matters comes in, right? Is you have that escalation. I mean, there's the escalation of people, right? Because we want to target the right people, build that sense of responsibility, and not and not necessarily to build blame, right? We want to target someone so they feel responsible. And if they need to escalate, then we give them the option to be able to escalate to someone else because they're busy or that you know they're just not able to get to it, whatever that is, right? They can you know give them the tools they need. But that escalation, even in the devices, right? So if it does notify me, I can have it set up with, okay, well, you know, send me an email. And if I don't respond in a couple of minutes, then, you know, maybe send me a text message. And then if I don't respond to that, call me. So there's this multi, multiple levels of escalation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow, and I'm joined, as I often am, by my co-host, Ryan Donovan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm good. So today is a sponsored episode brought to us by the fine folks at X Matters, which is an Everbridge company. And we're going to be talking about SRE, planning, runbooks, and all the good things that come with responding to late night emergencies when the servers fall over, right? Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, it is fun. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Eric Maxwell, who's a solution architect at X Matters. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be here. So let's start out. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into the world of, of software and technology. So my career kind of took various paths. I, my background in education was in computer engineering, but I actually took kind of a different path. I went more into as a field engineer, support, project manager. And then eventually I got into, I did a little development in there, more around automation, around operations, things like that. Then I moved into product management. And then from there, I was at a company that we were moving into the cloud. Uh, We had got acquired. And then after that point, things started to move quickly. And I was in a development team, right? Or as, as a product manager. And as we were moving to the cloud, we had to take we were starting to take more responsibility of that, especially production operations. And there was this need and I moved into an SRE role and managing an SRE team that was responsible for our solution. So that makes a lot of sense. There's sort of that moment of organizational change of digital transformation, getting acquired and, and going to the cloud. But what would motivate someone to leave a cushy project management role to take on the stress of being an SRE? What kind of person <laughs> do you have to be to want to do that? I would say, I mean, I've been a very technical person. Like I said, my background's in engineering and I've always enjoyed it. And I mean, being a product manager, I like that. And I would say it was more on the technical side. I always wanted to, you know, always understanding of what was going on. And I had this opportunity to stay within the team on a solution I was already working on and moving kind of more or back into that technical role. And it just sounded interesting to me and, and exciting. So I took that, took that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, I guess, yeah, just a little bit about the years you spent hands-on as an SRE. You know, how did you learn that role? I mean, as I was saying, we were moving through this digital transformation and our company and moving to the cloud just accelerated. On-prem to cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Just accelerated that. And it brought many opportunities and there was a lot of learning, right? From myself and the team just moving into this. We're not just a development team anymore. We're now development and operating our solution and we're all responsible for that. And how do we how do we manage that? And how can we be efficient at that? So there's right. a lot of learning how to automate and 
how to use the tools at our disposal, especially moving to the cloud with all the options that we had, right? So it was a lot of learning and <laughs> and research, right, in the beginning. So when you move back to being an SRE and, you know, mostly cloud-based, right, what sort of things were you working with? What was your new tool set there? Yeah, so, I mean, originally, right, moving... We were in a on-prem solution moving over, right? And, and originally that's moving into just basically trying to migrate everything over. And that was just, just moving in the cloud with VMs, right? Basically just kind of lift and shift as much as we could. But from there, we started to migrate. I mean, we still had issues with, or not, I would say issues. There were things like deployments that still took an hour or whatever when we wanted to deploy a new version. And how do we, how do we bring that down? And moving to microservices, changing our architecture to a microserve architecture, moving to containers and Kubernetes and all those things, right? But then also with the management of that, how do we manage this operationally? You know, we're bringing down deployment times, but how do we bring down our incident resolution times and how, and, and not even just in production, but even in our non-production environments? Because as we started to move more quickly, you know, our non-production environments became very important because if we slow those things down, that was slowing down our output, right? And our value to our customers. So bringing those right. things down, how do we automate and reduce those bottlenecks that were causing us to, you know, slow down our incident resolution. And a lot of that was this, you know, sending emails and kind of these silos, even though we're in this team, we still had silos. We had engineers, data engineers working on data pipelines and our backend engineers working on the APIs and things. And then our front end engineers. And how do we bring all of these together and find the right people and notify the right people when there is a, an issue and bring them in and to resolve those issues quickly. Right? Yeah. You make a really interesting point there, which is that there may be as much value for a company in figuring out where the blockers and the bugs and the slowdowns in the pipeline are internally as externally. Obviously, if a customer is having a problem, that's a reason for everybody to jump up and you know address it. Or if a user is having a problem, but in terms of the value that the company might capture over the course of a year or five years, you know, if you can help your engineers get through testing or dev all the way to prod, you know, much faster because when, a, when an issue arises, they're able to see where it is or who should respond, that actually has a ton of value. And it's not a place most people think about SRE traditionally, right? Right. And I would say that's where we got really efficient in the production environments, right? We could mm -hmm. got really efficient at solving incidents and bringing in people and people ask me, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, what do we focus on? And most day-to-day, -day, most of the issues we dealt with were in non-production environments. And I would say as an SRE, we were we were still responsible for a lot of the operational pieces because, I mean, we are running mirror environments of our production to run testing and all these things in. And if those environments go down or they're having issues, then that's slowing down, like I said, bringing those things into production. Right. Even though they're not production environments, they still waste your time when they go down. <laughs> exactly. They, it costs money, right? If you're stopped, yeah. you have people sitting waiting and it's just wasting money. So the tools that you were using, you mentioned, you know, that can feel kind of siloed, you know, is sending an email to a person on one team and maybe they start forwarding it around, trying to ping somebody on text or on a call or in a, you know, work chat. I guess that might be a natural transition to sort of like what you do at X Matters. Tell us a little bit about like moving from SRE to Solution Architect. And how now your role is kind of to help people who are in that SRE role you used to be in, right? So, I mean, as far as, you know, moving from that kind of, I would say traditional, it was always email, maybe some IM. We were using Slack. Some teams were using, we started moving into MS Teams at the time as well. It was it AOL IM? I, lo I love Oh, no, no, no. My never. ICQ. <laughs> never, <maybe>. never, never. <laughs> no. But, you know, it was still, I would say, still highly email or even walking down to someone's desk when someone needed something. Right. But 
you know, those silos, uh, like I said, we had these various, you know, we were one team, but we had various developers, engineers focused on certain areas of the product. And when certain things happened, you know, for example, so, you know, if there was an issue in the data pipeline, the data engineers and things may get notified and they knew about that. And, and part of that was, was then there was really no automated way or process, automated process to, for everyone else to know, like we could notify everyone, but then everyone starts to get bombarded with notifications and they start to ignore them. You know, the data engineers would get notified, but then the problem was, is then they had to remember that, oh, well, we found this issue and we need to let, you know, everyone else know, we need to let support know that we found this issue and this is how long it's going to take because then customers start calling in if they notice things. And then it looks a lot better, <laughs> you know, one is to have it, you know, not to have a problem, but then it looks better if they call in and you say, well, we already know, and we're going to have this resolved in the next you know, right. 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something. Right. So sort things of like, like a smart chain of, of notifications and alerts and something that keeps everybody updated on what everybody else who needs to know does know. Exactly. So automating that process and, and integrating not just with sending emails or sending SMS and, and text messages. And definitely X Matters does all of those things, but also integrating with your instant messaging, your IM tools, Slack, MS Teams, but even things like status pages, or even if you have proprietary type tools that you want to update and things like that, we can integrate and add that into your process, automate those things, right? I mean, that's that's where the dev workflow lives a lot of times is in that chat application. Exactly. And on that note, I mean, that's taken off a lot as far as when it comes to IM and instant messaging, Slack, Teams. That's where communication's moving. I mean, it's been moving there for years, but it's now, especially with a lot of people working remotely, it's become very, very important. And people have found that email is not very efficient at those things because people kind right. of ignore it or don't get to it for a while. Where Yes. Ryan and I are familiar with having to set aside time to uh, work through your the backlog of your inbox, but a Slack right, I usually exactly. get to within a day. A text message yeah. is what somebody sends me when I'm not responding on Slack. Exactly. And that's and that's where XBatters comes in, right? Is you have that escalation. I mean, there's the escalation of people. One is targeting the right people, right? Because we want to target the right people, build that sense of responsibility and not and not necessarily to build blame, right? We want to target someone so they feel responsible. Mm-hmm. And if they need to escalate, then we give them the option to be able to escalate to someone else because they're busy or that, you know, they're just not able to get to it, whatever that is, right? They can, you know, give them the tools they need. But that escalation of of even in the devices, right? So if it does notify me, I can have it set up with, okay, well, you know, send me an email. And if I don't respond in a couple of minutes, whatever, then, you know, maybe send me a text message. And then if I don't respond to that, call me. So right. there's this multi multiple levels of escalation. Our CEO right? just sent out an email recently to the company and, and it was about blameless accountability, which I think is sort of the concept you're describing here. You know, it helps people understand in a transparent way, you know, how responsibility flows and, you know, not to say, right, if something goes wrong, you're going to be the one to, you know, have to fall on your sword here, but just to say like, this actually empowers you to know when you need to do the work and when you can, you know, sort of ignore it and not have to let it take up your time. And it goes to the fact that, and I know we've all seen it, no matter your role, like if you send out an email or a notification to a group of people, everyone's going to be like, well, I'm busy and such and, you know, somebody out of those 20 people right, that can know it, yeah. yeah, they'll take care of it, right? But everybody thinks that, then nothing happens, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're sort of the uh, SRE that helps other SREs, like, what are the sort of issues that people run into that you're solving for them? And how do you measure how you solve a problem? First, I'll say that most of the time when I talk to a customer, they're still at that, you know, they may be in a transformation 
And they're still at that trying to make their production kind of incident management processes more efficient, right? And I would say that's probably where most people want to start because that's the most impactful. And then we start to move into more of the development engineering processes and how we can help in this kind of non-production. But right, so the most common measure is MTTR, which the traditional one is mean time to resolution, right? But there is kind of a sub set of that, which is still MTTR mean time to respond, right? Which is a subset of that resolution, right? And if we can reduce that mean time to respond, we're going to reduce the MTTR. And you'll be quite surprised in in how many customers, if we can reduce that mean time to respond, that that's actually a big bottleneck in a lot of of cases that we see, right? And it doesn't really matter if that's production or even non-production. That's, you know, that mean time to respond. That's getting the uh, the text message out to the, the first person, right? Right. Getting somebody to actually start taking action as opposed to the action itself is what takes up the time. And, and that usually, and I'll say even with production, that starts with their uh, MEM process, major incident management process. So that's when there's mm-hmm. highly, really, you know, critical, urgent issues that are happening in production. That's typically where customers want to start, right? Because that's where they see the most bang for the buck when it comes to customer impacts, mm-hmm. right? And I was working with a customer recently where they, that's what they dealt with, right? They had a process and and most customers have a process. The issue is, is there's a lot of manual steps to that. And in this case, you know, someone maybe detects there was a monitoring issue detected that notified a group that then they would put in an incident and then they would request it to get up, you know, upgraded to a major incident. Mm. And then a major incident manager would get, you know, the group would get a notification and someone would take ownership of it. And then they would go and pull up some spreadsheets they had on SharePoint and look up who needs, you know, this is the system that's having a problem or the service and I need to find who I need to notify. And then they notify those people and they don't respond. So then they have to go look and see who who the next person is to respond. <laughs> my brain hurt. Right. Yeah. And then finally someone responds and it's like, okay, now we've got to get everyone onto a bridge call and you know, all these things to work on it. Right. And so that's where we can come in. One is automating those processes, making it very easy. You know, even if you still need human intervention, we can give one touch operation, one touch thing. So it's like, oh, we want to declare a major incident. One button happens, kicks off your process, starts to, you know, as far as we notify a major incident manager, in this case, we were notifying a manager, we were pulling from a pool that they had, right? And then we start automatically notifying and escalating to the people based on the incident and the service that was impacted, right? And we're handling that. Someone doesn't respond, well, we'll go on to the next person. So this major incident manager is not focused on, all right, let me go and wasting time looking who it is I need to notify and then trying to remember like how much time has gone by and let me notify someone else. X Matters is handling all of that for you, automating that. But the other pieces is in those notifications. And I'll say that's kind of the next step is you you build that escalation and and build that responsibility, notifying and targeting the right people, but then also bringing in the information, as much information as possible and and not overloading them that can help them resolve that issue. I mean, that might be providing querying systems before we go out, like maybe things like, you know, if it's an incident, do we have any related other incidents related to the service open? Have there been any in the past? And have there been any changes in X amount of time that are related to the service, some deployment that's happened recently or whatever, so that that's all there and maybe links to various things that into other systems. So they're not having to go and figure out where, you know, where these logs are, wherever that is, it's all provided right there 
in that notification right up front. Makes it easy for them to find, right? How about the scheduling part of this? I mean, I remember going out with a friend of mine, you know, 15 years ago where he'd bring a laptop to the bar because he he had the Friday, Saturday, 8 to 4 a.m. shift. What did that guy do? Did he, who did he piss off? Oh, you just got to do it. But it sounds like you have a pretty tight, complicated escalation chain. You know, I think scheduling yeah. the frontline guy is easy. It's the uh, the next folks that I think are the, the complications. Yeah. I mean, as far as the escalation goes, right? And, and I'll say that's one thing that we've worked really hard in, in our product, Next Matters, to make that very easy to set up, right? And as far as scheduling goes, yes. So you have the escalation, but then the scheduling for that group. You know, within X Matters, we handle things like who who's responsible. You set up your groups. You, you can tie those to services and things, right? But those groups hold information about who's on call, what's the escalation process. But when it comes to scheduling, you have the options of setting up your rotations and things like that. So X Matters automatically does that for you, you know, based on events or schedules, what you know, however you want to do that. But then also we make it very easy for someone to, it's like, I'm going to be on vacation or maybe I'm out sick. I can easily right. write from the app or if you need to go in the web interface and go and schedule that I'm going to be out and you can designate someone that's going to replace you. And if not, it will just notify the next person. It will just basically make the next person in the escalation, the primary, if you're, if you're out, things like that. But yeah, so making it very easy. You mentioned that, you know, not only does it try to have this intelligent sort of system of alerts and escalations, I mean, as you just talked about scheduling for folks, but also to pass along relevant information. And as the scenario updates to sort of populate that information out to everybody. So in what ways does this take the place of a runbook or maybe integrate with folks who have like a runbook tool? And I guess, yeah, like, does it, you know, touch on other pipelines that that may be running? You know, I think part of what this is all about is the move to the cloud and microservices and containers and not knowing what upstream or downstream is causing the issue. So maybe first talk a little about runbook and then maybe bigger picture, like how it can understand, integrate, and then communicate about, you know, these various dependencies that you have in the cloud. So one Yes, X Matters is not, it's not a runbook tool. We call it right. an orchestration tool. So we integrate with many different tools and runbook tools being one of those, right? And and I've worked with many of those, Jor DevOps, Jenkins, you know, name mm-hmm. it. You know, we could, we'd integrate with it. So you can do things like automate based on information coming in. We want to X Matters to make a decision on, okay, we need to run this runbook or maybe provide the user that's being notified with the option to do those things, right? To trigger a runbook if you don't want it to automatically happen, right? Those integrations happen. Um, we have a tool called Flow Designer. It's a visual low-code tool. So we have a lot of built-in what we call steps that are, are integrations to various tools. And basically, you can we have templates to start from, but you can easily just tie those things together and they just pass information from one to the other that you can use to build these automated flows and help build logic to make decisions on how you want your process to run, right? So that could be, you know, just as basic as I have a monitoring alert and it's critical. So I want to go ahead and create an incident or it's actually low. It's a low urgent monitoring alert. So I'm just going to send a notification and have someone just triage it and decide if an incident needs to be created on the low end. And then, you know, we can move on up to run books and things like that, right? Where do you see this evolving in the next couple of years? And how do you think, you know, like a company like X Matters can be most helpful to clients, you know, when you talk about like sort of intelligent automation, does that involve some sort of, you know, AI or machine learning that's trying to predict what will happen based on data? And I guess, you know, thinking ahead, 
to sort of like, as we talked about, the increasing complexity of architecture for many services, you know, how will you be able to help folks as they build things that are increasingly sort of diffuse away from the monolith and towards the microservices? Right, exactly. Things are getting more complex, right. microservices and containers and all these different things, right? Cloud, moving in cloud and all the options that you have. And, you know, X Matters is constantly growing as a tool to to handle those types of situations, right? As mm-hmm. things get more complex, we build more and more features and things to help simplify and make those things easier to manage, right? But I think overall, your incident processes are, you know, as things get more complex, they're not necessarily going to change, but we're here to help automate and make that to simplify that process for our customers, right? And then, you know, talking about AI and ML, those are things that are getting big. You know, we have lots of partners that we work with around that space, right? To help bridge that gap of the complexity and, and simplify those things. And, you know, we have features that take in that information and help uh, within X Matters to help simplify things within the automation process, incident or even engineering processes as well. There you go. That's the uh, SRE motto, automate all the things, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. As I do at the end of every episode, I will shout out the winner of a lifeboat badge. Thanks to Gunter Zachbauer for coming on and helping save a question from the dustbin of history, unable to locate the Android SDK. Okay. If you can't find it, we know where it is. So we'll find the Android SDK for you. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us podcast at Stack Overflow. And yeah, if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. Ryan, who are you? Where can you be found? I'm Ryan Donovan. I'm a content marketer here at Stack Overflow. I edit the blog and the newsletter. You can find me on Twitter at rthordonovan. And if you have a great idea for a blog post, email me at pitches at stackoverflow.com. Eric. Who are you? What do you do? Where can you be found online? And if folks want to learn more about X Matters, check it out or try it out. Where should they go? Eric Maxwell. I'm a solutions architect with Everbridge for the X Matters platform. You can always reach out to me at eric.maxwelleverbridge.com. Go to xmatters.com and check out a free demo of the X Matters platform and start automating. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.